0: I'm kind of a, an observant kind of driver. And when I'm stopped in traffic, I often take a look around me, you know, obviously to be safe, but also to make sure that you know I see what's going on. And every now and then I see someone through my rearview mirror who is very animated. They're talking through their Bluetooth because I see nobody else in the vehicle, and their hands are flapping away. Do you talk with your hands too? Now, I hope, I hope you can at least leave one hand on the wheel or you wait until you're stopped before you get really, really animated. Because, well, you kind of need both hands on the wheel, don't you? And I often wonder if you're that animated, could you talk if someone held your hands? Just wondering, kind of curious. Welcome to a new episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about preparing your vehicle for spring, how keeping the kids amused on road tips can actually be easy, and what kind of driving footwear is best. Let's go. Now, it's no secret that spring really is my favorite time of year. New beginnings, new starts, and just the smell of fresh air again is is really quite nice. I think your car likes spring, too, because, you know, after the, the winter, depends on where you live, if you've had a nice, cold, snowy, icy winter, your car needs a little bit of a freshen up. So there are a few things that you can do and some things that you would probably send your vehicle to a professional to do. But one of the things that you really want to work on to freshen up your car is to check the fluids. Now, the fluids really should be checked as far as the oil, washer fluid, brake fluid, transmission fluid, all those types of things that are helpful for uh, keeping the car purring along. And uh, if you haven't had the oil changes in a while, you're going to need that oil, maybe not so uh, lean oil. Synthetic oil is always best. Now, because of the harsh winter of scraping snow and ice off your windshield, you might have hit the wiper blades a few times with the ice scraper, if you live in that kind of a climate, like I do. So getting new wipers, or at least checking them to make sure they're they're in good shape, and if there's one nick in them, you really should replace them. Now, it's also a good idea to replace your wipers at least every six months. If you do a lot of driving, you should replace your wipers uh, maybe three times a year as opposed to twice. You need to be able to see well enough in the rainy weather. So making sure that they do work and that they're clean is a good idea. Now, the cold weather can make a a strain on your, your battery. We talked about that previously. So have your charging system checked as well. Um, Not just your battery, but also the alternator and the wiring. Uh, Make sure that you can take it to a a reputable automotive center and have them do a, a proper check. And you don't want to be stuck somewhere and realize that your vehicle's not going to start again. So always a good idea to have that checked after the winter and the harshness of starting up a cold battery. Now, speaking of winter and harshness, driving over big chunks of snow and ice can do a little bit of damage to your exhaust system. So it's a good idea to ha- also have that checked. So have a nice spring tune-up for that. And they can check the seals, make sure there's no holes in the exhaust pipe, the manifold, and the muffler. And yeah, we still need the muffler and because it muffles the sound. But you don't want to have a hole in it because of uh, all the debris that you may have driven over during the, the winter time. Now... We also know that potholes, potholes happen in the spring from all that cold weather. And then the the roads kind of warm up a little bit and create the potholes. So going through a pothole can cause damage to your tires and your rims. And uh, not a good idea to drive through them, lowest speed possible, but try to avoid them if you can. But if you can't, not only will it hurt your tires and your rims, it can have a problem with your suspension system. So it's a good idea to also have each wheel checked out to make sure that it's going to run smoothly and it's not going to fall apart on you. It's going to give you the maximum control that you need. It's like going to a doctor for a checkup every now and then. You kind of need a little bit of a check, a little bit of an overhaul to make sure that that harshness didn't cause any ill effects with your vehicle. You know, traveling with kids can be kind of stressful at the best of times. And, uh, you know, keeping them occupied, even on the, the short trips, can be tough. But as we are now heading into spring and soon enough summer, we might be doing a few road trips to visit some some sites or even some family. And the longer the trip, the harder it can be, especially for the younger kids. So what can we do as parents and drivers To keep our kids amused on road trips but let's understand first of all why we want to do that it can be quite distracting having the screaming kids whiny kids crying kids while you're trying to focus on where you're going and trying to deal with the traffic at the same time so we need to give them things to do so this should really be planned having you know games and books and and even songs to sing are a good way to keep them occupied but Having a variety of things to do is just as important as having giving them th- something to do. So give them lots of different choices. They do like choices. Now, some of the choices that you're going to have to do is, you know, they're going to get hungry and thirsty. So water is good or juice if you have them. But water is good and some healthy snacks. Try to avoid that additional sugar. You don't need them bouncing around in the back of the car while the driver's trying to figure out where they're going. Now, because they're going to get fidgety after a little while and you know your kids better than anybody else, you're going to have to schedule breaks on your trip. Now, whether or not you can go two hours or one hour or even just every half an hour, you're going to have to figure that out. But you need to have a place where everybody can stretch their legs. There should be a washroom close by because, you know, the moment you leave, they're going to have to go anyway. So have those places. And when you take those breaks, not just for stretching your legs and things like that, let them run around for 10 or 15 minutes. Burn off that energy because they're going to be sitting still in the back of the car for another hour or so before you get to your next spot. So it's all about planning where you can go and do these things. Now I've got four kids and when they were little, my girls had a hard time being in the car for more than maybe 30, 40 minutes and my sister lived an hour drive away and we had to stop before we got to my sisters because they had a hard time when they were little little sitting for that length of time so schedule based on how much you know for your kids now if the back of your vehicle has a video player that's fine as long as it can hold their attention and keep them quiet for a little while and make them happy but you can't just use videos for three or four hours you're going to need to give them that variety as well. Perhaps they would like handheld games as they get a little bit older. Give them something else to do. Now, one of the coolest things, and surprisingly enough, talk about the trip. Talk about the trip while you're in the car, about what's gonna happen when you get there, what you're gonna see, who you're gonna see, and then on the way back, do the same thing, but mix it up a little bit. Do a game every now and then, have a sing song. Uh, do car games uh, look for license plates if they're a little bit older different things like that but mix it up so that way they have a little bit of variety to hold their attention and again don't forget stop for your brakes on your way home because everybody's going to need one including you the driver I've often been asked as the years went by of what kind of footwear is best for driving in? And it depends on where you live, and sometimes there's a a little myth that goes along that it's illegal to drive barefoot. Well, where I live in Ontario, Canada, it is not illegal to drive barefoot. Now, it's not always recommended, but it's not illegal. Now, the reason why it's not recommended is when you have proper footwear, the sole of the, the footwear is firm, and when you press the gas and the brake, it responds immediately to that pressing. But because your foot is fleshy, there's a bit more of a give before the pedal is pressed. So you're not gonna get the instant spontaneous movement of whether stopping or going that you really want. So having good footwear is important too. Now for human nature, we should also be able to feel the pedals. When I was on Canada's Worst Driver, our first season, it was in the winter. And one of the worst drivers had not driven very much over the years. So they had a hard time feeling the pedals as they wore winter boots. So if you have that same problem, you may want to have different footwear in the winter. So I always recommended my students that if it's snowy, but it's not deep snow and I'm picking you up at home or even at school, wear running shoes or some soft-soled shoes. That way you can still feel the pedals, but maybe bring your boots or bring the shoes and change into the shoes before the driving starts. So you wanna be prepared to drive. Now, as we head into spring and again going into summer, we wanna have the proper footwear. So there's a lot of people that are going to wear sandals or flip flops and those types of, of footwear and they're fine. They keep your feet nice and cool and different things like that. But you have to ask yourself, are they the proper footwear to drive in? Well, what I mean by that is, are they going to slip off your foot? If there's a chance that this footwear is going to slip off your foot, then you may want to drive in something different because there is a human nature that if you lose your footwear, your first thought is to slide your foot under the pedals to find that sandal or flip-flop instead of pressing the proper pedal. You don't want it to slide off. So one of the things, if you're unsure is have some driving sandals, if you like what there, there's a back to it. So it's not going to slide off the back of your foot. Um, wear some running shoes, something soft-soled, something still airy that will allow you the control of the pedals and still stay on your foot. Um, I've picked up uh, a student over the years where they're working in the in the summertime and they're wearing work boots. Now, although it's not the big thick-soled winter boots, this the thick sole and the steel toe, very, very difficult to feel the pedals. So you want to be able to feel the pedals and you want your feet not to be uncomfortable as you're driving. So decide what's the best shoe footwear for you to drive in and to be able to maintain control. Besides, no one's really looking at your feet when you're driving. It's more of controlling the vehicle as you're driving. And maybe once you get to your destination, you can put on those glamor shoes, So that way everybody can see just how good-looking your feet really are. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. I do appreciate the listens. Uh, Be sure to come back every week. New episodes do air on a Sunday. If you'd like to send me some feedback or even some ideas or even some topics that you'd like me to talk about, you can drop me a line. I'm at SafeDriver on Twitter, and you can drop me an email. My email address is SafeDriver36 at yahoo.ca. Be safe on the roads and come back soon. I'm Scott Marshall.